The greatest teacher who ever lived says that it is not your problems that are insurmountable. It is the love and the presence of God in this world that is insurmountable. So you can make this a golden rule day. And we're gonna to talk today about how to go through this day alive and not dead. And this all goes back to the beatitude that we're looking at right now in the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. And your first thought might be, who in the world would want to do that? So we've got to talk about this word righteousness. It's a very important word, particularly in the Sermon on the Mount, but um, not, not well thought of today. If you ever go on a dating site, you have to describe yourself. Righteous is probably not the first word that you would use unless it's righteous babe. Uh, Webster's Dictionary, very interestingly, um, defines it as being guiltless and blameless and suggesting sanctimoniousness. You might know in the election right now, Donald Trump calls Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSanctimonious. That's not a compliment. Um, righteousness tends to have connotations of being self-righteous. Uh, there's a old Simpsons episode, you might remember the show Simpson, Ned Flanders, who's the Christian in it, has been away at Christian camp, and he tells Homer Simpson that he was away there learning how to be more judgmental. And when we hear that word righteousness, that's what we tend to think about, self-righteousness. So we have to come to a new understanding of this word. This is from Dallas Willard's book, The Divine Conspiracy. Dallas talks about how the human need to learn how to live. What do I do with my life? How do I invest it? Um, is quite desperate. And it's always desperate. It always has been. And that in about the middle of the first millennium BC, um, sustained examination of this question in ancient Greece, Plato, Socrates, Aristotle, Confucius in China, uh, the great prophets in Israel gave a quite remarkable attention. And this is what Dallas writes. Uh, it's this search for a deeper understanding of human meaning in life, how to live well. First, thorough and systematic treatment within the powers of human reason is found in Plato's Republic. This book is really a study of the human soul and of the condition in which the soul must be in order for human beings to live well and manage to do what is right. The condition required is called precisely dikaiosune in the Republic. This is exactly the term that Jesus centers on in his Sermon on the Mount, his Discourse on the Hill, as we have it in the Greek language. Interestingly, it's usually translated justice in Plato's text. Say a word about this um, and the relationship of justice to righteousness. Often in our day, people, preachers, Christians who talk a lot about character don't have much to say about justice. They're a little suspicious about folks that talk too much about justice. People who talk a lot about justice are often suspicious of folks who talk too much about righteousness. And they'll think, well, if you're real concerned about character, you're not really understanding the issue of systems. Or people who are um, real concerned for a character will feel like, oh, your talk about systems is just letting people off the hook of individual accountability. This word, dikaiosune, included both righteousness and justice. Because part of what great thinkers have always understood is 
there will not be justice in a society if there are not per- persons of good character. And on the other hand, persons of good character will always be working for justice in the society around us. So this word also involves the liberation of humanity from oppression and the appropriate cure for God's creation. John Stott talks about this in his treatment on the Sermon on the Mount and for um, workplace conditions to be fair, for the distribution of wealth and income to be equitable and good. For po- All this is included now in this word righteousness or justice, dekaiosune. Dallas goes on, the best translation of dekaiosune would be a paraphrase, something like, what is it about a person that makes him or her really right or good? For short, we might say, true inner goodness. And uh, whether or not somebody thinks of themselves as religious, we can never get away from that question, am I a good person? And one of the quickest ways to start a fight, when you look at our political divisions right now, very often underneath them, they're really about who is a good person and who is not. And Jesus says, above all else, in this Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, verse 33, above all else, seek first the kingdom of God and his dikaiosune, his righteousness or justice. And those are two elements that cannot be ordered a la carte. They go together. It would be something like saying, seek first, if you want to be alive, air and breath. Because it's very hard to look for breath without looking for air. In fact, breath is just air that's gotten inside of you. Righteousness, Takayasune, is just the kingdom that has gotten inside of you. The kingdom is where God's will is to be done. And that starts in my mind and in my body. That's the relationship of his kingdom and his kingdom within righteousness. And I want to give you a picture of this so that you understand how much you actually want it, what it is to hunger. There is a movie I've seen several times now. It's called Living. It was made in the last couple of years. Uh, It's focused around, uh, in the 1950s, an English um, lifeless, emotionless bureaucrat played by an actor, Bill Nye. His name is Mr. Williams. This movie is based on a 1952 Japanese movie, which in turn is based on a novella by Leo Tolstoy, The Death of Ivan Ilyich. Tolstoy wrote that not long after his conversion, he was inspired most prominently by the Sermon on the Mount, even though he didn't understand it all in ways that I think are quite correct. Jesus just comes shining through in this. Um, The movie begins when this lifeless bureaucrat, Mr. Williams, is in an office and three women that bring in a petition to have this uh, toxic, horrible, refuse-filled, bombed-out area in their neighborhood turned into a playground for children. And Mr. Williams says to them, your petition is very well presented and laid out, but it must be taken to parks and recreation on the third floor. And they say, we were in this building all day yesterday, and we took it there, and they told us we had to take it to planning, and they told us we had to take it to rules and regulation, and they told us we had to take it to sanitation and cleansing, and they told us we had to take it here. And he says, very well. Leave it here, it will do no harm. And puts it in this giant file where it's going to be until the eschaton. The next scene we see, he is told, Mr. Williams, by a doctor, that he has a cancer. 
and that he does not have too long to live. And this throws him into a crisis about his life. And what is he going to do with what is left of it? Uh, he gets pills to kill himself, but that he doesn't kind of have that in him. He goes to a beach village to have a night of debauchery with a man that he meets there, but he discovers he's not good at debauchery. He kind of flunks debauchery. He wants to talk to his son, but he can't. Their family relationship dynamics are such that he cannot talk with him. He ends up having a conversation with a young woman that he used to work with that he runs into, and she is filled with life, and he is drawn to her. Uh, and it's not really a romantic pursuit. It's it's that she has such a joy to be, or however you say that, he thinks, maybe I could learn to live from her. And she tells him how in the office they used to have a nickname for him. She doesn't want to say, but he pushes her. Mr. Zombie, you're dead, but not really. Now, see, this is all tied to the teachings of Scripture and uh, places where Paul will say, for you were dead in your trespasses and sin. Not just you were in trouble. Um, Tolstoy writes about this, to, to, to live a life of sin, to not be connected to meaning and to God, is to be in a kind of living death. And there were all these statements about Jesus. Uh, he says, I have come that you might have life, and he uses this word zoe, not just bios, not just biological life. Mr. Williams, Mr. Zombie has that, but to truly come to life, that's dikaiosune. In him, John says, was life, John chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. In him was life, and that life was the light of, and, and Mr. Zombie comes to life. And he goes back into his office, and this time he pulls his team together, and he says, gentlemen, let us take a brisk walk over to this department. He hasn't walked briskly anywhere for decades, and they do. And he presents this petition, because that bombed out, garbage-filled mess of a neighborhood section ought to be a playground for children. That's what it would look like if God's will was being done in that place. And he discovers there is a hunger and a thirst for dikaiosune, for for things to be the way that God wants them to be, for rightness and justice. And he says, here's this petition. I need plans drawn up. And the guy in that office says, well, I don't have time, but leave them here and 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 uh, I'll see what I can do. Only Mr. Williams says, uh, all right, I'll wait. And the guy says, well, it might take all day. That's okay. I'll wait. All Where did this coldness come from? This is Dekayasune. Um, His boss, Sir James, an aristocrat, hears about these plans and says, uh, can't be done. Sorry. Too many other pressing priorities. And of course, that's the end of it. But to his amazement, Mr. Williams comes back and says, Sir, please, I beg you, and argues with this. Where did that courage? That's Takayasune. He uh, goes into one office with all this work to be done, and the man who heads up that office says, All right, Mr. Williams, for you, I'll do it. And Mr. Williams is so seized with gratitude, he's so moved by this. Then instead of just leaving, he goes over to that person, raises him to his feet, clasps him by the hand, looks him in the eye and says, thank you. And he doesn't stop there. He goes to the next desk and then the next one, person after person, has them stand, looks them in the eye, treats them like a person, 
fills them with dignity and worth. Thank you. I said to Nance, watch that. I think this is my favorite scene in the movie. She says, I was just going to say that. But I said it first. Why were we so moved? That's Dekayasune. That's that inner quality of goodness. And before he dies, there's a scene of him when the playground is built, um, swinging in this swing. And a constable feels quite badly because afterwards he tells one of the other workers who was there, he, he it was so cold, it was snowing, and he didn't make Mr. Williams go home. And the, the worker says, no, you did the right thing. That's probably the happiest he has ever been in his life. That's that word from the Beatitudes, Makarios, happy, blessed. So today, hunger and thirst for righteousness and begin to be filled. And here's how you do it. The very next task you have to do, do it really well. Be a kingdom bringer. Walk briskly. Wherever you're going, walk briskly. If you have to make the bed, make the bed really well. If you're at a meeting, listen to people really well. If somebody asks you to do something, let your first step be a spirit that says, I will seek to help you if I can. That's part of what I'm working on this year. And today, I had somebody ask a favor that involved money, another one that asked that involved time. And in both cases, my first thought was kind of self-protective. No, I want to be the kind of person who would say yes. What would someone who want to say yes do in this situation? Be that one. Mr. Zombie, Ms. Zombie, come to life today. That is Dikayasune. That is righteousness and justice. Be a righteous babe. Make it a golden rule day. You've been listening to Become New with John Orbert, where you can receive 10 minutes of daily teaching about the person you're becoming. If you like what you're hearing, you can head on over to our website, becomenew.com, where John has over 710 minute teachings on the person you're becoming, cataloged in 20 different series covering a range of topics you might be interested in. If you'd like to receive the emails that go along with each episode that include extra resources and discussion questions, you can let us know at becomenew.com slash subscribe. Lastly, if you have a prayer request, there's a team of us who meet each weekday to pray for listeners just like yourself. You can send your specific request to us at the number 855-888-0444. We're glad you're here, and we'll catch you next time.